Today's show is sponsored by our good friends over at Tortuga Backpacks. And no matter what you're carrying with you when you travel, whether you're like me and you have to carry around podcast gear and filming gear and all types of equipment and computers, or whether you're able to just disconnect and only bring a few pairs of clothes, the Tortuga Backpack is the best travel backpack out there and the one that I use constantly all over the world whenever I travel. So if you're looking for a good travel backpack, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. And of course, don't forget to use the special promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 192. With just over 7 million in population, but 17 million cell phones, Hong Kong has an average of 2.4 cell phones per person, the highest in the world. I'm constantly losing my cell phone, and I only have one. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a person who is very fond of covers on iPhone 6s, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, Heth. Hey, everyone. You care to share the reasoning behind that comment? I, I don't I think that might be a story... That's best told by you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we are very open and honest on this podcast. We have just gotten back from an absolutely extraordinary trip in Cape Town, which we will be telling these guys about in upcoming podcasts and blog posts, right, Heath? Yeah, that was such a wonderful trip. We couldn't love Cape Town more. It's such an awesome city, and South Africa is a wonderful country. It is, and we are actually recording this podcast for the very first time. We're recording the podcast from the office. From Trav's office. From my office in our home in Phoenixville. We're back here outside of Philadelphia and we are recording for the first time from my new office. And uh, we may at some point even start doing video podcasts. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll set up some cameras, do something cool like that. But for now, it's pretty cool that we are here in the office. Yeah, I'm enjoying it immensely. But on our trip to Cape Town... Actually, well, before we were in Cape Town, we had a crazy itinerary on the way down there because we had to, what did we have to do? We had stops in Paris for 12 hours. Then Abu Dhabi and then Johannesburg and then Cape Town. So it was a 54-hour trip down there and I don't know what, about... 20 hours into the trip, we had a bit of a, not not going to say catastrophe, it wasn't a catastrophe, but something, a travel mishap happened. And it was my fault. So <laughs> Travis, I finally convinced Trav to get an iPhone 6. 
a couple of months ago, back in like, I don't know, April or something like that, because he was reluctant to spend the money and upgrade his phone. Well, he finally got it and he was enjoying it immensely, but he loves the way that it feels without a case on it. Well, yeah, they're super sleek and slim. And then when you put a case on it, I'm like, well, what's the point? This feels really bulky. So I haven't had a case the on point, it. The point, my friend, is to protect the phone. So... Let's bring it back to when we were filming in Switzerland. I had Travis's phone when he was doing a certain event, um, jumping off mountains and all of that. And I was holding his phone in my hand on top of a mountain and I dropped it and it literally landed on all of these rocks. So not great. And especially not great if you don't have a phone case. So there's a small, very small fracture in the top of the screen. Well, I told Travis about it. He was kind of bummed, but, you know, he was like, okay, whatever accidents happen. Well, then we come home from traveling in, 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 in July, and I'm like, Travis, you should probably get that little crack in your phone fixed. You know, like, it's not good. It'll probably get worse, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you should get a phone case. Little bit of foreshadowing. He doesn't get a phone case, and he doesn't fix the crack. The minor crack. So then we're on the trip, we're, you know, 30 hours into our 50-hour journey, and we're waiting on the bus at the Abu Dhabi airport to get from the terminal to the airplane. Travis says to me, Hev, can you just, like, airdrop some of these pictures to me? Like, he doesn't really, I don't even know, do you know how to use airdrop? No, there's, so we're going to be talking <laughs> technology here today. I'm going to admit some of the things I don't know how to do, but... Luckily, Heather's here to fill in all the gaps because she is a little more tech savvy than me. So you would want me to share something with you on your phone. So I'm in the bus waiting for it to start moving and I am holding Travis's phone and my phone, one in each hand. Now, I would like to say that like the bus moved and it jarred me and I dropped the phone. That's not the case. I'm just a klutz and I dropped the phone, not my phone, but Travis's phone because it's slippery without a case. And it lands face down on the bus floor. So I'm like, oh, whoops. And Travis is just like uh, shaking his head. Well, I go to pick up the phone thinking it's going to be fine because it didn't like land that hard, but it was shattered. I mean, because of the previous small fracture, the whole screen just crushed. Yes, the previous small fracture that was also put on by Heather. Either way, <laughs> I now have an iPhone 6 with a totally crushed screen, which is pretty funny because I don't, you know, then I've been using it for the last three weeks. I don't even realize it. Like I'll go to show someone. Uh, yesterday I was showing someone, oh, well, look on this map. Here it is. And I show them the thing and they say, whoa, what happened to your screen? I'm like, I have forgotten it's that way because <laughs> now I'm just used to it. So, yeah. And he's too cheap to get it fixed. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> we're talking technology. The reason we bring up the phones is because I had a recommendation from a podcast listener and I searched through my email inbox. I couldn't find who it was. But whoever it was, thank you so much. I did respond to the email back in the day and say that would make a great podcast episode. And they had asked, so shout out to No Name, yeah, Unnamed. What is the podcast The podcast going to be episode about? is going to be about how to use your cell phone abroad because this is a big subject that we get questions about all the time. And to be honest, up until about a year ago, we didn't have a great answer. I mean, we had the answers that we used, um, but there is something that came out in the last couple of years, that is absolutely awesome. So really, we're going to be sharing our story and what we do. So we're going to give you advice on, on what you can do. And I just think it's a topic that a lot of people want to know about. So a little more informative than some of the other podcast episodes. I mean, I guess I would hope everything's informative, but we're going to be giving you some advice here. 
about how to use your phone abroad. And there really are three main options, right, Hath? Right. So the first option, which is kind of antiquated now, is to unlock your phone for international use. And then whatever country you go to, you get a SIM card. Yeah. And, and we, should, we should say that the options, there's one that's easy but expensive. There's one that's pretty inexpensive but difficult. And then there's one that we use that we found to be the best option of them all. And so the first option is to use those local SIM cards. And that can be pretty annoying and pretty frustrating because every country's different, has different type of SIM cards. You obviously don't speak the language of every country that you're going to. So we've had some pretty funny things happen to us in the process of getting SIM cards in various countries around the world. Yeah, it is, it's inexpensive. And, and so option one is the fairly inexpensive, but kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. And, and this is an option that we used for, I don't know, the first three or four years that we were traveling quite a bit. And again, and we wrote a post on it and we'll link that in the show notes. So this might be an option for you. And we, we actually break down step by step how to do it because it's a little bit confusing unlocking your phone and things like that. But all what you basically have to know is you unlock your cell phone. Not super hard. You can call your company and get it done. Um, and again, and the instructions... you should are the, wait and do it. Or not wait, but do it before you leave, like at least a couple days before because sometimes it takes a couple days for the activation process to Yeah, complete. who knows who why knows? it can't happen right away. But you unlock your cell phone, you bring it to another country, then you pop out whatever SIM card you have and you put in that country's SIM card. So it sounds easy. And, and again, you can usually get SIM cards, you know, depending on what you want. Some, you know, in Thailand, remember how cheap they are. We just kept buying ones at Wawa that were, I think... A like dollar? A dollar or a dollar fifty. And we didn't know how much time or what they gave us, but we would just put it in the card and use it until it ran out. And it usually lasts like four or five days and then we'd go and buy another yeah. one. Yeah. And in most countries you buy a SIM card and then you have to top off this or top up, whatever. Top up, top off, I don't know. You have to reload the SIM card. So you buy a SIM card and then you reload it. Now that's like the cheap option. You can also buy a SIM card that's maybe forty or fifty dollars that has unlimited everything. That's not too expensive, I guess. But if you're already paying for a cell phone plan at home and then you're traveling and then you you know, want to get this expensive SIM card, that's a little bit easier than buying the cheap SIM card and then just, you know, topping it off as you go. Yeah. And if you're going to be somewhere for a month or two months or three months, then you can get different types of plans. So as Heather mentioned, you can get monthly plans where, you know, you have unlimited stuff or you have more data or more texting or whatever it is. And, you know, if you're going to be somewhere for a while and you want to have a specific cell number so people can contact you, that's an option to go. In Thailand, we just kept getting random ones because in essence, what we were using our phones for there were GPS and and kind of using to browse data. We didn't need to... I mean, we had a number. When you put a SIM card in, you get a French number or a Portuguese number or a Thai number or whatever, whatever country you're in. But we didn't need anyone to call us on that, you know? Yeah, so it wasn't it, that big I of a deal. I have to say that that can be really annoying for business situations if you're not using Skype or something like that. Because then people are trying to get a hold of you and they're like, oh, what, what's this number? It's like a French number. And even like staying in touch with family, you know, so we have iPhones. We are an Apple family. And when you <laughs> an Apple family, when you text, you know, iPhone to iPhone, it's free no matter what. But sometimes, you know, when the text doesn't show up blue, it shows up green. I'm texting people in the US with this French SIM card. And they're like, well, I don't want to text you back if it's not free. 
because it's green. It's not blue, right? So I don't know. It just got to be annoying and it was really frustrating every time we went to a country and if we're there three days and we want to be connected and you have to get a SIM card, you're wasting hours of your day yeah, trying th- to find a SIM card. That would be what I would uh, agree is the is the biggest disadvantage is the fact that it's not usually as easy as go unless you speak the language. It, it could be easier, but going and getting a SIM card and popping it in. Um, we've had multiple times where we've had a lot of problems. So in France, the one time we were going to be there for about twelve days, so we wanted to have it. And that first day we got there, had how about it? We we went to a newsstand and we bought a SIM card, but and, and it worked for like literally 10 minutes and then stopped, but we had paid 10 euros. So we don't know why it stopped. And we tried to go to a grocery store and ask these people. And then they brought us downstairs and it, it literally it took us so hours and we had no idea even then what we, what we had. Like we didn't know if we could text. We didn't know if we could use GPS. That's usually the main thing for us, right? Is, is having it to use data so that we a have GPS, B Heather can Instagram um, thank you. That's go at pack of peanuts if you want to see our Instagram. But you know, to have the data and things like that. We've also had issues when we are in Croatia and trying to find a what is it, a micro SIM? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we had the iPhone, I guess it was been like the four or something. And for some reason in Croatia it's not very popular to have this phone. And they have SIM cards. They're just normal size. But the iPhone needed a micro SIM. So then you had to have somebody cut the normal size SIM down to a micro SIM. But not everybody has this special little cutting tool that makes the SIM card smaller. So, I mean, we had this SIM card, which took us a super long time to find. Like, we were in Croatia at least, like, four or five days before we even found a SIM card. I finally was at a mall, and this girl gave me, and I said, micro SIM. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I got it and I got it back and it was not a micro no, SIM. It, it was whatever, a regular SIM. You know, so we're hanging out in Split. We can't get the phone to work unless we have Wi-Fi. So that's kind of a bummer, but we have this SIM card. So then we drive down to Dubrovnik and we stay at this great apartment and the owner was super nice. Darko. And, you know, he spoke great English and he was like, is there, if there's anything at all you need help with, you know, after he gave us the whole rundown of what to do in Dubrovnik. And we were like, ah, Actually, <laughs> we've been trying to get this SIM card to work for a long time. It's like, oh, oh I, I see the problem. You know, you need a micro SIM. We're like, yep. He was like the first human in Croatia who understood micro SIM. He's like, all right, I'm going to be right back. And he came back an hour later. And sure enough, he had found somewhere to cut the card. I don't know how. He kind of explained it. We're like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Darko. So um, that is... I don't know. I would say that's the quote-unquote traditional way to do it. And... Again, we used this way to use our phones abroad for most of the time that we've been traveling until, and this is a lot of like foreshadowing and stuff, you're going to have to keep listening because until we came up with what is the way we use now, which is a better way. So getting a SIM card in each country. The other downside to that is, as Heather mentioned, when we're you're in a country for three days and then you're moving along... Well, you know, three days, maybe you don't need your phone, but if you're there for five days, you know, where do you draw the line of when you get a SIM card? So, for example, we were in Spain, and as soon as you cross the border, your Spanish SIM card doesn't work in Portugal. So then you have to go find another SIM card. And there's all types of things. So if you're going to do this way, and, you know, I would suggest doing it if this is, if this is one of your only options, then make, do make sure that you get one that you've already prepaid, which is important, so that you're not 
completely like using it and not knowing, and then all of a sudden you have a huge bill. Mo- almost all in all these other countries are, are prepaid. Like you yeah. pay a set well, amount. Well, because they're like tourist ones, they usually differentiate. You know, I love in Thailand it actually says tourist sim. I on know, dollar fifty. Thailand does it right. Um, so then what's the second one? So the second way is one I, I do not recommend because it's expensive, but it is the easiest way. And that is whatever provider you have. So let's say, and, and most of this stuff, so th- that first one, the SIM card one can go for people with all over the world going to other countries. This one we're talking specifically about people in the United States, although I do believe it, people in Europe and stuff could do it as well. I'm just not as up to speed, obviously, on their cell phone things. But this comes from, if you have Verizon or AT&T or Sprint or something like that, you go to them and you you say you're going to be traveling internationally and you want an international roaming or an international plan. And my father does this. um, When he went to Thailand, he did this. And they'll usually charge you an upfront fee. And that, that depends, you know, to get to add on this international plan. And then they'll also charge you per minute that you talk or per text or per, you know, gigabyte or whatever of data. And it can really add up pretty quick. Yeah, it can. I know my sister just went to Germany in July and she did this. I think she has AT&T. I'm, I can't be positive though, but she has either AT&T or Verizon, like the two big ones. And she got a, a international plan on her phone that was just data and text. And, you know, it wasn't a lot of calling or anything like that. So I think more companies are kind of opening up with these ideas of just like an extra fee for the month that's not too exorbitant, that's more affordable, because I I think maybe she paid like $30 or something. So that's not so terrible. But if you don't take care of it and you don't say something to your company before and then you go over and you just use your phone and then it's like roaming, like just call or go into the store and know exactly how much it costs and what your capabilities are because otherwise you could come home with like a $1,000 bill. Yeah, the questions I would ask is, A, do I have to do something before I go away to make this you know international capable? B, if I give you this $30 extra per month or $40, which is usually kind of what an international thing runs... Does that allow me unlimited, or you know, how much does that allow me so that you know? And then, you know, the third question you want to ask is like, if I go over that, what am I getting charged? Is it 20 cents a minute? Is it 50 cents a minute? Is it a dollar 50 a minute? You know, a lot of people probably aren't talking as much, it is more the data and the texting nowadays. So just be very, very aware and just be very explicit in what you want and tell them, I'm not planning on using it for talking at all, but I am planning for using it for data and things like that. That's the last thing you want is to come home and be, you know, it it had been like, whatever, you know, $100 a gig and you went through four gigs or something ridiculous. So be really, really clear on that. And there's kind of two sides of the coin. Like you said, you can go away and usually use it if you don't tell them beforehand. And then you might, and if you don't add that international thing on, then you might be getting charged crazy amounts. So usually by adding that international plan on before you go, what it does is it drops your rates for everything or gives you a set amount of stuff for free, you know, because you paid the plan without charging the crazy amount. So I've never done it this way, only because we traveled enough and we we got the SIM card thing. I I say we got it down, but (laughs) we have a lot of mishaps. Like I even remember the SIM card in China, trying to find one in China. Oh, so I mean, we didn't have it down, but we we always went that way because we were going longer. Whereas like my dad or your sister or stuff who are only going one or two trips a year, they don't want to deal with it. So they just use their phone sparingly. Right, exactly. And and with that, and we're going to talk at the end of this podcast a little bit about like 
other ways to stay connected as well. I mean, we're talking about cell phones right now, but we'll give you a few tips on other ways that we stay connected. But one of those is, you know, always obviously try to be on the Wi-Fi. Um, If you're using your phone abroad and you're staying at a hotel or hostel, a guest house or anything, or you're in a cafe, like always try to connect to the Wi-Fi because then you know that you're not getting charged for stuff. Yeah, good point. So we're on option three, the golden option, right? This is like... This option, I can't believe like the whole entire country hasn't switched over to this option. Or at least everyone who travels as much as we do. We we could be dating this too. Like, I mean, we could be talking about this and then listen a year from now and be like, wow, the world has changed. But so far, only one company is doing this and that is T-Mobile. T-Mobile has by far the best most amazing option for travelers because T-Mobile, what they have, if you want to sponsor this podcast, let us know because we love you. Okay. So I got T-Mobile last October and I have this global plan. I, for, is that exactly what it's called? I, I have we'll to, link it I'll in the show check. notes, but I think but, it's called the, they only have one plan that you can get through T-Mobile nowadays. Like there's literally one plan that it's you like can It's like the get. simple plan global or whatever. This plan allows you unlimited data, unlimited texting in over 120 countries. So, I mean, every country that you're going to go to that's in some way developed, you can use your phone there. I'm talking, we used our phone in Kenya. We used our phone in South Africa. The only place my phone has not worked was in Myanmar. And that's uh, for obvious reasons. And they, they barely have the internet at this point. Epop, one of our colleagues at Epop, Tiffany, who actually was kind of the guinea pig for this T-Mobile thing, she said it didn't work for her in Fiji, but she has been around the world on her honeymoon and things like that, and that was the only place it didn't work for her. So yeah, it's it's 120. It might be up to 140 now. Yeah, and they have a list of every country that they have service in on their website. So you can check it out. But oh, and then the thing is, if you have to call, if you have to make a phone call, it's 20 cents a minute, which isn't even that bad. If I mean, we don't use it to like chat with friends. But if we are stuck somewhere, or we need to make an important call, like when you're traveling on the road, maybe you can't find your accommodation, or maybe you have a mishap, which we have plenty of, and you need to make a phone call that's really important, you can do it. And it's only going to cost you a couple dollars. Yeah, not to nerd out too much on this, although you're listening to this podcast and you already are a travel nerd. So it works because T-Mobile is a German company and they they have towers and, and where they don't have their own towers, you know, they partner with other cell phone companies. So if I'm in Thailand, for example, I don't remember which one we were pulling in Thailand and Kenya and things like that. It's not T-Mobile, but they have a partnership with these other cell phone companies that you can use those towers for free. So to sum it all up, this T-Mobile plan. And again, when you walk into T-Mobile, there is only one... They only have one plan that you can buy. Now, you can add on some things, but in essence, there's one plan. And what it means, as Heather mentioned, it starts at $50 a month. And that is unlimited talk, text, and data when you are in the United States. Then when you go abroad, it stays unlimited data and unlimited texting, but it changes to $0.20 a minute if you're calling. You get one gig of data in the beginning at 4G speed. So for that $50, if you want to up to what, three gigs of data, Mm -hmm. you can pay 10 extra dollars. So you're paying $60 and all of a sudden now you have three gigs of data as opposed to one. At the high speed. At the high speed. Once you use up that one gig of data, it goes down to like 2G or 3G, which it's pretty slow. And three gigs is, is quite a 
bit like we don't normally run through it but we do normally sometimes run, i run through it okay but we do run <laughs> we do run through the one gig each so like upping to the six so it's 60 dollars per person but what's really cool then too is you can get on a family plan so heather and i and her sister julie are on a family plan and if you do that it ends up you know i think three people ends up being 90 dollars plus 10 each person you know what i mean so you're getting it for 30 40 um dollars depending on how many people you have on and if you want the extra data but again it can be used in almost any country in the world so you don't have to do anything different so when we go we can get texts from people to you know we keep our number so we're in thailand but people are still texting our 610 number and still calling that so we could actually take calls and things like that it's it's pretty it's amazing. It's so convenient and I couldn't love it more because it just, you land in a country and then you know you don't have to spend hours trying to figure out the SIM card or then you don't have to be anxious about every text or phone call you make on some extended international plan on your regular phone bill. So it's all included and I mean the only downside I think for some people in the US is that depending on where you live, T-Mobile doesn't have the best service. So here in Philadelphia, it's totally fine. In other parts of the country, I know that some people have said, like we've told some people about it, and one person in particular was like, well, there's only one company that works at my house, and it, it was like Verizon or something. So there might be, you might run into an issue like that, but for the majority of people, you shouldn't have any trouble. So I would switch to T-Mobile ASAP. And the good thing about T-Mobile is, as far as I know, they're still offering this deal that they will pay off your early termination fees if you cancel with another company. So if your contract isn't up and you're at Sprint and you want to leave, they will pay your fee for leaving early. So it's a pretty sweet deal. And I don't know how they're actually doing it. Like, I don't know how it's such a sweet deal. I just think, I I don't know either. I mean, in Europe, it had been happening over the last four or five years where, you know, they were making it easy to travel in, but easier to travel in between countries and keep your same phone. Because I remember being in Croatia with our friends who were from the UK and they're like, oh, we only had to pay like three extra dollars and we could use our phone in Croatia. So they've been doing it there for a while because people move between countries so quickly. And I think that T-Mobile is just, you know, they have come out and said, we don't want to in essence screw the customer over like US cell phone companies have been doing that for quite a long time and I've uh, been charging a lot of money and there's just a lot of new people coming into that space who are saying we're going to do things differently we're going to do it cheaper um and T-Mobile's kind of taken those reins and said we're going to do it a little differently and you know for people who don't travel a lot it might not be a big deal but if you're if you're traveling internationally quite a bit or even just a few times a year I mean it's it's worth it as long as T-Mobile has good service yeah, in your and area. And even if you're going to Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, I mean, you can use your phone there. Because I went to Vancouver, British Columbia, last September, right before I switched over to T-Mobile. And I still had Sprint at this point. And I just wanted to be able to basically use my phone as a GPS because I was driving to a friend's house. And I knew when I crossed the border, I wouldn't know how to get there. So I'm calling Sprint to see how much it will cost to just use my phone in Canada. And it was really expensive. It was insane. Yeah. Because I remember like I used the (laughs) GPS for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Like I used my phone in Canada for 10 minutes. Don't tell me because I don't think I ever saw the phone. No, I was like $11. But that... For like 10 minutes though, I hardly used it. So imagine if I had done my usual, you know, 
social media posting and texting and just whatever I use my phone for, which is a lot and the battery's dead by like 2 p.m. every day. But, you know, it's just, it's outrageous. So... It is. And so and so those are your three options. And, and we highly recommend T-Mobile. Again, we've been using... We only ever recommend stuff that we have been using. And we have been using T-Mobile. You for a little longer side of wait to kind of switch over and get that done. But we've both been using it for the last year and we absolutely love it. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's really helped us. And so now when we get that question of how do I use my cell phone abroad, I guess we didn't have to do a podcast. It could have been like a five-word podcast, like get T-Mobile... But we understand not everyone's going to do that. And some people have Verizon or Sprint or stuff like that through their work or, you know, it just gets better service or all there's all these reasons. Not everyone's going to switch to T-Mobile. But for us and for anyone who's traveling and who is looking for a phone service, by far our, uh, the, the best option, the one we've been the happiest with is getting T-Mobile because you can use it in all those different countries. Now, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say one more thing about T-Mobile because I know it's super overwhelming when you want to switch a company. And there is one thing with T-Mobile. It's no contract, right? So you don't have to sign a contract, but that also means they don't give you any deals on a phone. So you can't go in and get a brand new iPhone for $199. You have to pay full price for that iPhone. Right, 600 bucks. 600 bucks. But instead of you going in and like, doing all this research, Travis and I have done this research in the past year. And a really cool thing that T-Mobile does is, so when we had it, when I had to buy my T-Mobile iPhone for $700, I was like, this really sucks. And you know, you can't pay it off right away. They want to make sure that you, you have to wait three months until you can pay it off for, for whatever reason, when you finally get the phone. So after three months, I went in, I was like, listen, I don't want to have to pay the extra per month for my phone. I just want to pay off the iPhone. And you know, then my phone bill is $20 less a month because I've paid off my phone in full. But they said to me, well, you can do that. But actually, if you keep paying it by month, by the month, when you're halfway done paying your phone, you can get a new phone and the balance goes towards a new phone. So it's basically like the money that you owe rolls over into a new phone. You don't really have to finish paying off that first phone. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Basically, they just want you to keep getting new phones every year so that well, right. you never pay it off and then aren't paying anything. But yes, it's nice that the balance rolls over. It, it's not lost. Yeah, it's not lost. So I'm just saying that it's not as bad as it seems like buying a brand new phone. Like you still have to pay well, the money for the their, phone. They, they put their hooks in people who are then like, yeah, I can get a new phone every year. And uh, then they do that, which is fine because some people fine. like that. And I would like the six... S because of that 4K video. Regardless, and because your phone is smashed, <laughs> because my phone is smashed. Regardless, the the three main options. One we put at the top of the list: getting T-Mobile. If you're going to be traveling international, we love it. Um, you know, the second option, and we're working backwards here, is uh, the second most feasible one that I see for most people is you is doing the SIM card one. Um, I should mention as a caveat to that: if you're someone who, and we didn't do this because we ended up going with T-Mobile, but one of the things we were looking at, and we'll link this in the show notes as well, because we, I actually had a guest post written about it, and it's a it's a service called Ting. So there's a lot of these services now that aren't these major carriers, but they use these major carriers. Um, towers and they're a lot cheaper. So if you're someone who travels quite a bit and you don't want like a super expensive phone bill at home when you're traveling, right? You know, like if you have Verizon and you're paying $60 a month at home and then you go to another country and you have to get a SIM card, well, you're still paying Verizon for nothing. If you get a company like Ting and there's other ones like um, Republic Wireless, I think, you know, there's all these other ones springing up. 
what they allow you to do is pay for what you use. So in essence, you could pay like $5 a month if you're going to be away for the whole month and you have Ting. You don't pay anything really. You pay, I think, $5 is the lowest plan. And so you're not paying a huge phone bill when you're away. And then when you're away, you're just using a SIM card in another Is country. that like the same as doing a prepaid phone? It's not really a prepaid. It's it's a service, but they have really low levels and they will bump you down to whatever you use. So if you don't use a lot, you automatically get bumped down to the lowest level. So it's just really cool. And then, and then you'll get bumped up if you come home. So depending on what you use is what you get charged versus having a contract that says, I'm going to pay 60 or 70 a month and I pay that much no matter how much I use it. So if you are going to go the SIM card route, you could do that too if you want something cheap at home as well, if you're not going to go with T-Mobile. And then the third option, as we mentioned, is just sticking with who you have, talking to them about an international plan. It will be more expensive, almost guaranteed, but it will be a lot less hassle. And I would just you know, urge you to do your due diligence, ask them what you get, and then certainly kind of not use your phone a lot if you're going to go that route. Okay, sounds good. So those are your options. A few other ways that we stay connected. This is kind of like a bonus part to this because we talked about how to use your phone abroad. So we answered that question. So thanks for that question. Um, and anyone who has questions, please email me, trav at extrapackofpeanuts.com. Put podcast question or podcast uh, subject or in the subject line, like podcast idea, because then I'll look at it because we like to get suggestions on what to do. But we're going to give you a little bonus of just a few ways that we stay connected. And you're really good at this, Hath. Well, obviously, Skype is the biggest one. I think most people out there are familiar with Skype, know how to use Skype. Um, you'd be surprised, though, because we had to give our some of our friends a Skype tutorial back in the spring because they had never used it. But And they've traveled quite a bit. <laughs> but most people have used it. The cool thing about Skype, which you might know a little more about this, is you can actually pay for a number because our friend Jason, who's on the podcast a lot, so you all know Jason, he has a Skype number that's like a permanent number that people can text him for business and different things like that. Yeah, you can do a lot of different things with Skype now. It's really evolved. Um, You can, yeah, you in essence have a Skype number and if you don't have a landline, but you want some way that they can call you, can I think you can even tie it to your phone and things like that through the Skype app. But basically it gives you a number that's not your cell phone that you could set up as like a business number or some other number if you just need another one. Right, that um, you can use with Wi-Fi. Yes, and it's, and it's really cheap. Another cool thing you can do with Skype, and we did this when we were living in Japan, and I actually first did this when I was living in Switzerland way back in the day, um, like six years ago, and that was you can pay for plans. So you know, it was something like four ninety nine for all the minutes I could want to call the U.S. So, you know, if you're living abroad and you're going to use Skype a lot, you know, it's only a couple cents a minute or even less to, to call the U.S. But if you're going to be calling quite often, you know, you can get plans to call different countries. So if you're only going to call the U.S., you know, you pay three ninety nine a month, you can call unlimited to the U.S. You know, you can add Canada on or any country you can imagine. You know, there's all types of packages. So that's a really neat thing with Skype to keep it really low if you're living somewhere or going to be making a lot of calls to a certain country for whatever reason. So we use Skype all the time as the way to connect with people back home. Because again, even with T-Mobile, we're not going to ring them up on our phone. Why not just use Skype when I have Wi-Fi and make a call like that? Right. Now, I can't speak for other tablets or smartphones like Samsung. Because we're an Apple family. But every Mac device you own, you can FaceTime with and you can iMessage with. So you can FaceTime for free 
any person who else who has FaceTime, you can do it from your laptop, you can do it from your phone, you can do it from your iPad. So I use that a lot. It's really convenient. And the connection is usually, some. sometimes it can be better than a Skype connection. You know, like if Skype won't work, sometimes FaceTime will work more. I don't know why or how. But that's another option to use that I think is really, really convenient. And you can only use these two options when you're on Wi-Fi or if you have a data plan. Like we can run ours off our phones because we have data in those other countries If you with T-Mobile. If you don't, then you have to yeah, hop on Wi-Fi, use Skype, things like that. You also use WhatsApp quite often as a really cool way to um, text message people in other countries because that's something as you travel, you know, we have all these friends in all these other countries now. And it's like, well, if you don't have an iPhone, I can't iMessage you. How can I actually just send you text messages? Well, WhatsApp obviously works. It was bought by Google for billions of dollars or I think Google, Facebook, who knows, one of those. So you use WhatsApp quite often. Yeah, WhatsApp is great. The only thing I found it to be confusing at first because... I didn't real I didn't know how you got somebody's number in WhatsApp. But actually it's really simple. That is confusing. Like you have it's to put confusing. it in your contacts yes. and then it'll recognize. So it. in order to become friends with someone on WhatsApp, their phone number has to be on your mobile device in your contact section. Then the WhatsApp will recognize whether or not they're on WhatsApp based on their phone number through your contact list on your phone, completely separate from WhatsApp. Then you just go from there. Then it's super easy. That's the only difficult part, which maybe isn't that difficult if you read about it, but I just never even read about it. I was just like, I don't know how this works. <laughs> well, <laughs> talk, talking about not being tech savvy, I can still, I still have a very hard time getting WhatsApp to work on my phone. Not because of the cracked screen, just because <laughs> I can't get the actual software to work really that well. So, so we use Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp. Is there anything else? We're using Line, which is in essence WhatsApp, but is used in... Thailand a lot. Yeah. Um, um, we use Slack for our business purposes. So that's, that's also a really cool an app. app um, Slack, you if you guys don't know, yeah, it ties email and messaging kind of together. So instead of sending someone an email, I can just shoot a message on there and I can, you know, there can be different people on different channels. So if I want to talk to our podcast editor and the person who does the show notes, they're on one channel. But if I only want to talk to someone about billing, they might be on another channel. And so it, it sends the messages to people who need to see it. And it's basically like like messaging versus having to sit there and type out a whole email and go back and forth. So it's a really, really cool app once you start using it. More for business, but people are really starting to use it for... Um, like There'll be like Thailand channels and channels about different countries for digital nomads who like just want to have chats in essence. Yeah, that's a really cool app. Uh, Tribe knows more about that one. I need to kind of get into that more. But um, yeah, I guess that's basically it other than your... You yeah, know, your very common like Facebook, in Facebook Messenger, um, you know, Instagram stuff like that. Yeah, so that is how we stay connected. Why we're on the road? Again, great question. Thank you. I'm really sorry, whoever sent it to me. Thank you so much. We do have a, a few posts that dive deep into the whole SIM card thing because this is before I got T-Mobile. I was writing posts on how to use your cell phone abroad. So we'll link all that in the show notes. You can get that at extrapackofpeanuts.com/pods. P-O-D-S. And if you have any questions, make sure to drop them in the comments of the show notes. We touched on a lot. We kind of covered a lot. A little bit of it is 
not, not confusing, but you know, a little technical. So if you have any questions about stuff, let us know. We'll be sure to get to them. And a really, really cool thing that we just implemented the other day, and this is really neat. Talk about awesome technology things. You guys who are listening to the podcast, you can actually sign up to our email newsletter. And I, you know, before I've said, oh, you could sign up to our email newsletter and just go on your computer and go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash free. Sure, you can still do that, except you're probably listening to it on your phone or something like that. And if you are, there's a really cool piece of technology that we just implemented. All you have to do to join our email newsletter and then to get the five video series that I just made last month. So basically all the ways that I use to get cheap flights. I just put together this awesome video series. It's over an hour long, incredible content. I've gotten really good feedback from it. Basically everything I know in this video series. Text the number 33444. So you text to that number and you just text peanuts, P-E-A-N-U-T-S. So text peanuts to 33444. You'll get a text response back that will say, respond with your email address. So just put your email address in there and respond, and then you will automatically be subscribed to our email list. How cool is that? Yeah, and you can check out these awesome videos that Trap made. Yeah, so technology. I don't understand how it works, but it's pretty cool. So check that out, guys. We'd love to have you on our Extra Pack of Peanuts newsletter list and getting all that. And again, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. That's where all our podcasts live. That's where the show notes are, everything like that. And we've got a lot of stuff that will be linked up in the show notes today. Shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Tortuga Backpacks. Don't forget, guys, that's the backpack that I use all over the world. Um, the day pack, the regular pack, even the Tortuga Air I have. So you can check that out, tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That will be 10% off your entire order. I am going to go get my iPhone fixed now. What? I no know. way. <laughs> I probably actually won't. I'll probably just continue to look at a crap. Just screen. get the new one. Get the new <laughs> phone, Trav. <laughs> so thank yeah, you. Yeah, right. <laughs> thank you guys for the continued support. As always, thank you for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes and an iTunes top 100 podcast. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you.